Hey, Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us... This episode of Jerk Radio... I mean, no one's gonna eat your eyes. All we wanna do is eat your brains. We're at an impasse here. Maybe we should compromise. If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. All right, welcome to Jerk Radio. I'm your host Adam Nelson, and along with uh, Trace Evans, who's fighting the space, the space AIDS or something like that, and O'Hackaby, who's fighting tiredness. I mean, Jesus, yeah. it's like one thirty here. The hell are you getting me up at the freaking crack of dawn? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an ass like that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, today we're going to be talking about, uh, for a little, at least a little bit anyway, we're going to be talking about uh, the uh, Halloween event on uh, on City of Heroes. It's a lot of basic. Bottom line is, it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's going through the, I believe, the second of November. Astounding. Can, can anyone back me up on that? Um, I'm not in the game anymore. Yeah, I know, but still, can you hack? Oh, when the event ends, you said? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> well, alright then. Completely uninformed. Gotta love it. Uh, anyway, but what we're not uninformed, well, what I'm not uninformed about is the, the event itself, which is a lot of damn fun, I gotta, I gotta say. So is it anything more than just trick-or-treating and uh, killing ghosts and specters and... Lots and lots of frickin' Eokai to get Jack. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it's it's yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it's a zone event. It's a freaking zone event that it, it's sort of like a Richty invasion, where holy shit, zombies! It's about all you can Zomb- really. What? Yeah, it's a. Hey, it's... Adam, tell me more about these zombies. <laughs> I mean, seriously, the zombies are just, is you know, the vent starts, all this spooky music plays, and then zombies start clawing out from the ground. Oh, sweet. And uh, there are badges associated with it, and there's four badges, one for uh, 100 minions, uh, I believe 30-some-odd lieutenants, 20-some-odd bosses, and one elite boss. And getting the elite boss gives you a pumpkin head as a costume piece. Huh. So. Before anyone asks. Before anyone asks, no, you cannot use the dance modes and get everyone else to dance along with you. The zombies will just attack you. They won't dance. <laughs> yeah, they I don't tried that. Do thing that can thrill or anything? No stepping or anything? Nope. Oh, damn it! See, that's an opportunity wasted right there. They should, if nobody's around in the area, just start forming up lines and stomping forward.
Yeah. Well, who knows? You know, I, I, I've said we, I've, everybody who's experienced this that I've talked to has said, yeah, this needs to be the official zone event for Dark Astoria or something. Yeah, I mean, Dark Astoria needs some love anyways. Yeah, this this event is oh man, it's it's just a shitload of fun because basically the best way to do it I found is uh, I, well I mean I've only done it once but I'm definitely going to be going back and doing it some more before the before it closes up. But basically, it like many, any other zone event, get on a team and gather in one place because it spawns around each uh, player. Zombies right. spawn, spawn for the players. So if you have, you know, 8 or 10 or 20 people all in one space, that's a lot of zombies. Yeah. Okay, so wait, let me point something out here because I'm a cynical ex-player. Mm -hmm. When you do this in the Rixie invasion, and you gather everybody up into one spot to get a lot of enemies to come by so you can kill them all, Usually what happens there is you lag the zone to freaking hell. So is that essentially what happens with zombies as well or Well I haven't I didn't do it in a zone that was densely populated like say Atlas Park or anything like that. I was doing it in I wanna say fault line. Yeah, fault line. Okay. Wow. So people still go there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I uh, I did it in Faultline and uh, had a very pleasant experience. I I ex fully expected for the zone to be lagged to, to absolute utter shit, but it was uh it was uh, very good. Wow. Okay. So maybe they finally figured out how to uh, actually do something like this without uh, causing an immense amount of ITF or Rick T zone lag. <laughs> but you know, that's interesting though. That so they. Scary music. Does the sky turn red or anything? Uh, I, I believe it was at I believe it was at night, so I didn't see anything like you know any yeah, sky effect. Yeah, it, the uh, the sky does change colors. Oh, really? Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a nice touch right there. But honestly, honestly, if I was doing this, what I'd do is uh, I'd stick it in darker story match. But uh, thinking about that, you know how. Oh, what's his name? God, the big hammer, or shark's head. Oh, villain side. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, the um, big hammer, shark's head. Yeah. Oh, oh, you uh, mean uh, what's his name? Yeah, you mean yeah. Scrapyard. Yeah. Goes to scrapyard. You yeah. know how all the uh, all the, like this like the scrapyard workers come out of the woodwork and like mount, like mob up to this guy. Oh, I like that. going. Yeah. Yeah, have that with the zombies. Constantly, just like this enormous mob walking around Dark Astoria all the time. <laughs> so you're just like walking along, it's like, do, 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 and all of a sudden, surprise! You just jumped in a zombie horde. That would be I, good. I, I like that idea. Yeah, I, I would kind of, I kind of like myself. If you just landed somewhere, and if you stayed somewhere standing too long, there was a zombie raid in effect in Dark Astoria that zombies just popped up and started attacking you. <laughs> Well, that's pretty much how it works now. I I mean, yeah, it's how it works now, but I, I'd like it just constantly in Dark Astoria, just beyond Halloween. Just, ah. You know, just so you know that, you know, it's all cloudy and creepy, you just can't stay still in Dark Astoria. you got to get to your zone of energy, you got to keep searching for Adam or whatnot. Stay on the move, or the zombies will yeah. get you. Brains. Brains. I like Hack's idea. I just think they need to be dancing their way through the streets, doing a thriller <laughs> on the run. Oh, you know, you know, somebody if somebody hasn't already, they're they're going to use the uh, the demo edit thing to you know do something amusing with that. They better damn well. <laughs> so is that essentially the only new thing that they added this year? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But it's it's still a lot of fun. It's it's still a really good event. Cool. So I'm I'm very I'm very positive. I'm very uh I'm very jazzed about it. It's, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's pretty easy to get everything that there is associated with the new thing. And all the old stuff is still there, so you can still go trick or treating and 
get get the uh, costume badges that way, and you know, pretend you're a a, a, a Carnival of Shadows guy with a helmet on his head, or a woman if you're like me. I'm not like you. What? What? Well, I mean, maybe sometimes Captain Cushion wants to be a woman from the carnival. There's nothing wrong with this. He just likes to be pretty, okay? <laughs> I like to be pretty! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna wear frilly dresses, damn it. Mind control, uh, big burly men to lock helmets on their heads and cod pieces on their groins, huh? Um. Well, yeah, I guess you swing that way, weirdo. <laughs> but seriously, though, I, I do like how the devs are sort of adding one small yet tangible thing each year to the Halloween event. Yeah. I was, I was sort of bitter against that at first, but now if you're someone new jumping into Halloween, this is probably really damn exciting to get all this at once. Yeah, for, yeah, for the new guys, it's it's oh yeah, it's it, you know it, it it basically what we're saying now is if you really if you never played City of Heroes and you were always interested but never really had a had a desire to get a ten day trial now because it's a really good way to experience what what the game has to offer. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Either that or wait for Christmas if you don't like Halloween stuff. Yeah, winter events are always good too. I don't know what they got planned for that. Hopefully it's, you know, hopefully they bring back the the ski slope thing. As I recall, and this is actually me knowing way too much for somebody who doesn't play anymore, (laughs) I believe they added a new ski course. Oh, there's another course then? That essentially it's like a bobsled run. (laughs) Hmm. And I don't know if they've added anything else, but I know they've added that. Okay. So it's very high speed. It has jumps and other weird stuff, and likely, if you turn just the wrong way, it sends you flying to your doom. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if it's, wonder if it's like other. Uh, I wonder if it's other like other you know ski racing games like SSX or something like that, where you go flying off the course and it just sort of teleports you back to the course. Might. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> It would be neat, though, if they did something like that. <laughs> yeah, and I apologize for that extremely dorky reference. No, SSX is a cool game, and, you know, it's not going to be made anymore, according to EA, for quite some time, but beyond that, it's well, cool it's game. because EA's dumb, anyway. Yes, they've got Peter Moore at the helm, and he thinks that all their trendy franchises need to be shelved. Well, of course, you know why? They're not Madden. Oh, yeah. Need more Madden. <laughs> there we go. Although now they're saying, oh, wait, Dead Space sold copies. Maybe we should uh, make more games like that. Didn't Dead Space, like, come out in, like, and in, like three days? Oh, hey, we, we're going to make a sequel for it. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah, they waited that much. long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, you mentioned it. It's kind of funny because pretty much every game I've heard about coming out just around now, they're already making sequels for the crap. It's like Little Big Planet's already got a sequel in the works. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they're already announcing that. I'm trying to see what else. Let's see here. Maybe I can spot something. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of rehashed sequels and recycling stuff, uh, Castlevania: Order of Ecclesia for the DS is out. And I personally haven't played it, but I've had a few a few solid endorsements, and that's probably going to be next on my DS list. Huh. There we go. By the way, guys. By the way, by the way, this is a this is a this is a really uh, painful, stupid segue into a a new a new segment that I've that I've dreamed up called "Go Play Something Else." Damn it! Go play something else. I wanted to say it too. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, considering that a lot of us are no longer really playing COH that much, I guess it's sort of convenient that we talk about other games. Well, I yeah. just kind of took like a like a forced hiatus at one point a couple, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, occasionally you got to do that because you, I, I, I remember a few examples of people in within the game taking breaks like Tony 
burning himself out on a double XP weekend or something like that. <laughs> Who doesn't burn themselves out on one of those? Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody does at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I think one of my last weekends I was actually playing the game was, um, yeah, double XP. I was just working out and making as much money as I could for Captain Concussion. I get like, I think I got like about 400 million and yeah, I don't ever want to touch that again. <laughs> Jesus, give it to me. Place. Give it to me. Oh uh, yeah, you'll just waste it on IOs. No, I won't. No, I won't. Uh, okay, well. Actually, I, I don't care. I, I probably, the sad part is I needed that kind of money on villain side, but heaven forbid I wanted to work on Captain Cushion's inf badges. I got to get that, you know, 1 billion and 2 billion. <laughs> Jesus. Freaking wasted time, I'll tell you. <laughs> Man. What, getting all the stupidly, uh, stupidly uh, high-level high badges? Yeah, which is pretty much all I was doing near the end there. Healing yeah, 1 that, billion that, that's, points. That's, that's, yeah, it's a, uh, that's a fool's errand right there. And I'm, I'm serious, yeah. I'll actually just come out and say this, that all the people, you know, like, farming for the, uh, like, million points of heal, all the, like, the, uh, million in, uh, all you people, all you, all of you out there, and also possibly, you know, the, uh, like, all the weird thousand badges in, uh, Recluse's Victory, all you doing that right now, you're total idiots, seriously. It's a freaking waste of time. What you're doing is you're just dicking around, making the, dicking around, ignoring all the other numbers that are going up, in favor of making this other, even smaller, infinitesimally relevant number go up that only you and other people that are equally obsessive care about. I know this is an MMO, but come on, there are freaking limits to how much of a life you can't have. You're probably sitting next to a window, look at it, open it up, go outside, get a little perspective for crying out loud. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I have the window, I can look out there, there's leaves, and a car. That's all my life needs to have. Well, I mean, there's, there's other stuff outside too, like people who make food for you, and if you give them money, and other video games that you can buy... And I don't know, at, at night it's kind of nice. My friend. Well, there's people that you can give, give money, money that'll be your friend for a couple hours, depending <laughs> on how much you pay them. <laughs> uh, friends with benefits. Expensive. Why are you suggesting expensive things to me? <laughs> and of course, I'm only dragging this out because I did end up getting all those thousand badges in a recluse's victory. Oh, <laughs> Part of the problem. Yeah, that is kind of sad, you know. Yeah. Although it was kind of fun because after I got them all, I pretty much went, you know, fuck you, Recluse of Victory, I'm never coming back. And I never have. It's just nice knowing that you can get out of a PvP zone. That's like one less zone of deuce bags. Yeah. Well, you I know, got excuses, damn it. You know, you know, I kind of want to do another one of those... Uh, those PvP battle commentary uh, episodes like we did for the uh, Paragonian Knights thing. That was a lot of fun to do. I would like to do that again sometime. It wouldn't be too bad. <coughs> so What I'd like to do more than anything is uh, get a character up to a high level that has like perfect invisibility and start confusing heavies in Recluse's Victory. <laughs> That's still probably the most goddamn fun you can have in that game, having somebody looking around their buddy robot only to have a turn on them at the last goddamn moment. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, Trace, since you since you are the central inspiration for the segment, uh, go play something else, What are you? what would you say to go play? Well, that's a good question. I mean, we've already brought Dead Space, that's one good thing. One thing I've got a hankering for is a little big planet, although I hear it sucks because uh, Sony's PSN network is free and therefore lagged the hell, apparently. <laughs> but what I've been playing over the last few weeks or so has been a game called Burnout Paradise. 
And it's essentially racing cars, crashing cars. <clears throat> racing more cars and crashing them, and occasionally doing other stunts like trying to stay on a rooftop without other idiots crashing into you. Oh, yes, I've, I've played Burnout as well. Yeah, it, it's a good game and all that, and um, I'm actually not playing it right now because I ended up actually doing everything there is to do in the game at this moment, <laughs> which is pathetic in itself, but, you know, hey, reckless is victory badges. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's an interesting game, and one of the main reasons I bring it up as something that you ought to look into is that there's still four game updates left to go before they at least wipe their hands clean and say, we're done updating this game. And already they've added stuff like motorcycles and um, different events that people can participate in, hmm. along with day to night time changes, which is very interesting. Hmm. So yeah, if you like crashing cars, otherwise, um, I guess uh, I've been just been playing Forza Motorsport 2, but that's not for fun. That's just to get the damn game complete so I can put it down and never pick it up again. <laughs> yeah, Burnout is one of those games where it's just one of those things where you, you join a game so you can be a dick to somebody sometimes. Yes. I mean, that's half the point. Is, and most of the challenges in the game are ones that try and lead you into in, unintentionally being a dick to someone else. Like, jump over this ramp going both ways. Oh, you might run into each other midair. And that's where everybody gets pissed off at each other for not using the right lane or the right side of the ramp to jump. Or if or if you're like or if you like where the way we were when uh when uh Trace uh Sean McCormick and I were playing, it was like uh it was hilarity. Cuz I remember we were trying to jump across, back and forth across this one bridge and then drive really quick over to the to the baseball stadium. Ah, yeah. And we kept on hitting each other, and you know, I I would you know end up going the wrong way because <laughs> I'm the I was the newbie of the group, and so yeah, you just went out and rented the game because we uh, sort of bullied you into it. Yeah, but hey, it was it was about eight bucks at Blockbuster Video, which you know it's still eight bucks at Blockbuster Video. That's you know bullshit. But anyway, they actually rent so, games yeah. for eight bucks now. I think it was something. It was something. It was something. It was something expensive. I think for about a week of rental. Fucking ludicrous. I am so fucking lost. <laughs> yeah, it's, you two um, and your racing game moon speak here. Yes, <laughs> if you like room room games, listen to me. Otherwise, you probably ought to listen to Adam or uh, Black. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, uh, oh heck, what are you, what are you, what, what are you telling the other people to, you know, go play something else about? Well, considering the fact that I'm a cheap bastard, most of the stuff that I play is either really inexpensive, pirated, I mean, uh, like, legitimately obtained in no way illegal, or, uh, freeware. And I'm not sure how much I can advocate, uh, totally legitimate copies of, uh, old games here, so I'm so, going to advocate uh, one of my favorites. Well, I was, I was about to say. Uh, so this is a this is basically a rehashing of uh, OneUp.com's Scott Sharkey's Freeloader. Uh, more or less, yeah. <laughs> Only you know he's more professional, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the one that I actually usually end up going to and usually have running in the background when I'm doing other things is Dwarf Fortress. Ah. Uh, one of those. Now, uh, one of those. Completely abstract games that I have no idea what's going on. You know, yeah. I see, I see, I see a queue, and it's something that eats me. Yeah, I mean, Dwarf Fortress isn't for everyone. I mean, if you're a fan of the whole roguelike games, it's kind of like that. Uh, well, yeah, it's a little bit of uh, net hack mixed in with, uh, I guess, The Sims and SimCity, Populous, that sort of thing. Basically, you start out, actually start out the program. You can set up and actually generate an entire freaking world, and I don't mean just like terrain here. I'm talking about tree. I mean, we're talking about you know we got the terrain obviously, but other civilizations, the history of those civilizations, all the colossuses and dragons cropped up to attack them, like their records of it. In other words, it's basically you could actually go to one of these other civilizations, start talking 
one of the dwarves, and they'll give you an entire freaking history of the place. And this goes back for like hundreds of years. And they do this in the span of minutes when you start up and make one of the world, so... Holy shit, yeah. Anyway, you do that, you get the world, and you create like a little uh, expedition. Expedition mm -hmm. force, you know, like that dub. I mean, well, I mean, we're talking about dwarves, and they're making a fort, so you gotta have people you know, like masons, farmers, miners, you can dig out the rock, so they got a place to live, that sort of thing. And you actually pick the location, which is a lot of freaking locations, considering fact how freaking huge the world is. And you go there, and you dig out a little cave, make houses for them, farms, farms, little workshops, that sort of thing. And then, and of course, this, most people are going to think that this is actually a downside, but it isn't because it's one of the greatest things ever. Eventually, at some point, regardless of how well you do, regardless of how awesome your fort is, things will end horribly. Either someone will die, and you know, like it'll be like the best friend of someone who's had a bad day, and he'll just snap and kill two other dwarves, and those friends of those two dwarves will snap and start killing everyone else, and just like this darn massacre. Or if you like dig the wrong place, and the you know, lava comes up and se starts setting everyone on fire, and the dwarves because they can't tell when clothing is on fire or not, they'll just pick it up. Hey, we got free clothes. Oh, I'm on fire. <laughs> so you got like this chain of people getting caught on fire and falling over, or heaven forbid, you get attacked by skeletal elephants and carp. Just hordes, armies, armies of carp just in the water. Everyone's terrified to go out of the fort because of them, or you know something a little bit more mundane, like I say, being attacked by hordes of goblins. Well, eventually, your fort will collapse and will collapse horribly. But nice. the thing is, like the motto of the game. Losing is fun because if you if you actually do all this and you're like watching it, everything's going to shit. And if you don't find it at least a little bit funny, you're doing it wrong. That's pretty much what it boils down. Besides, you can always come back and well, kill everyone that's in there and reclaim everything, and start over anyway. So, hey. <laughs> oh man, I'm I I might have to try that at some point. You know, it's just. I, it's just the whole, you know, abstractness of a, you know, the roguelike of the uh, NetHack roguelike formula. It's just kind of, yeah, but uh, it's off yeah, but they actually to me. have, uh, they actually have graphic tile sets for it. Oh, some, some really high resolution ones too. And it's not just like, you know, the, uh, what is it that the, what, what is the text? It's like eight by twelve. They actually have like sixteen by sixteen, really detailed ones, for both, you know, like the actual. Actual board graphics and the uh, all the creatures running around, so you can actually tell when something, you know, like the difference between an elf and an elephant, we'll say, which is, <laughs> which is really uh, important yeah. because uh, one of them you want to kill and the other one you want to run away from. And uh, yeah, and I mean, of course, figuring out which one should be killed and which one should be run away from. Well, I mean that's personal. That's you know judgment call on yourself. That that but, that's hey. all. That's all on you. Yeah. And let's see here. Uh, as as far as me, I'm I'm going to dive straight into the uh, into the heart of JRPGs, and say that Tales of Vesperia for the Xbox 360 is a uh, is Quite honestly, one of the better Tales games that I've played. You don't say. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's a JRPG that you know that. I'm, I'm just mocking you because yeah. I've saw I've seen you playing it like constantly over Xbox Live and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Tales of Vesperia is just it's it, it's it's another JRPG, but. The characters are in, in themselves are compelling and interesting, and the combat is a lot of fun. Nice. And if you if you if you've never played it if you've never played a Tales game, it's basically you uh, you get into a random encounter, and uh, you move you you move all of you you move your controlled character around in real time. And uh, have them attack with with a certain button, and they have special techniques that they execute. And you and and the idea is combos. Hmm. It's all about combos. Okay. 
You, so it's you essentially Killer Instinct RPG. Something like that, but not as a, but not as stupid. Like regular fighting game oh. RPG. Yeah, yeah, something that uh, uh, Legend of Lagaya maybe, um, Xenogears to a lesser extent, something like that. That's what that's kind of what Tales games are, and you know the series has been going on since the 16-bit era. So rest assured that they've become exceedingly efficient at it. There you go. <laughs> Now that said, is this the one where after a fight you cook a meal for your people? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that was interesting because that was just sort of humorous. Because if you don't cook the right meal, you might not live to see the next battle. Oh no, it's, it's nothing like that. It's just a. It's sort of a. Uh, it's sort of an added little bonus. Ah. So you know you restore some of your mana points, or you know you gain more. Yeah, for some reason, eating minestrone soup gives you uh, an additional uh, magic defense buff on the next battle. Well, I'd be pretty pissed off if all I got after a battle was minestrone soup compared to some of the other stuff you were talking about being able to cook in that. <laughs> I mean, really, minestrone soup's just weak, man. What the hell is minestrone soup? It's, it's like um, vegetable and... I think it has beans as well. Yeah. It, oh, bean they, soup? Serve it at, they serve it at the Olive Garden. It's pretty shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. No set recipe for minestrone since it's usually made out of whatever vegetables are in season. It can be vegetarian, contain meat, or a meat-based broth. The word minestrone has become synonym for hodgepodge. <laughs> so it's basically just uh, it's basically just, uh, just toss whatever into a stew pot. Yeah, it's more yeah. vegetable-oriented, bean-oriented than most soups are. Yeah. Delicious cake that, restores uh, mana points. There you go. See, cake, that's a good dinner. <laughs> I've done that before. I mean, sure, you're, you're sort of, your stomach's killing you after about two days of it, but I've done cake it. for dinner? Yes. Next you'll be telling us to eat Reese's for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's Reese's for breakfast? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that's then again, children's breakfast has never been healthy. So no, mainly I eat Cheerios. Same here. But I remember back in the day where I used to be into a cereal called Carnival Fun because mainly it consisted of marshmallows. <laughs> It was just like needing nothing but marshmallow clowns and tents or something like that. Or yeah, that's. And then maybe there's some oat pieces in there too, but they always got thrown out. Yeah, the the the, so... the, the diabetic inducing stuff. Yeah, so if you know, ten years down the road, I have some sort of fatal illness. Um, I'll know why. There you go. <laughs> I just had too much carnival fun. <laughs> Which, may I add, is the best goddamn name for cereal ever. <laughs> uh. I mean, seriously, you go to other kids, you know, yeah, my, my, my childhood consisted of carnival fun. Yeah, <laughs> all those clowns and <laughs> under the tents and... <laughs> PTSD uh. right there. <laughs> ah, yes, how far do I have to go for a mall station joke? Yeah, that, that was, you know, grasping at straws. <laughs> Awkward silence, okay. So. <laughs> 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 oh, man. That's all we got to say about um, games we're playing? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah... Was, uh... so I said room, room, hack said cheap game, cool, dwarf fortress, and uh, you said cooking beef broth for your uh, GRPG characters. For magic defense. Ah, there you go. Uh... Yay. 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 And, yeah, 
last night. Last night was a was an attack of the eighties. Oh God, yes. Um, we, we were shooting the shit in Urban Vigilante last night, and somehow the conversation <laughs> got directed toward game shows. Pretty much whenever I'm in there, I try directing the conversation towards game shows, but this time it actually worked. <laughs> and then I and so I spent about two hours staring at old game show clips, which started from just stupid hilarity from, you know, stuff from from Family Feud or Alex Trebek calling somebody, in so many words, stupid. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You discovered stupid game show answers without me pointing it right to you or anything. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's good. It's a good start for people learning old game shows. (laughs) And uh, yeah, and it 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 ran it ran the gamut from awesome like whew, to awful horrible, such as J D Roth's Masters of the Maze or whatever the hell it was, or Malcolm, yeah. yeah what what did, what did you say last night? I hope Alex Trebek has horrible nightmares of this every night or something. Yeah, like I, that. I honestly hope that whenever Alex Trebek goes to sleep at night, all he dreams about our nightmares of Malcolm and hosting that game show about the greatest moving cartoon character of all time. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how to put it in words, but being that I'm the game show guru around here, honestly, I guess I ought to. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Malcolm, back, I guess, in the 70s or 80s, they had these pieces of cloth or whatever that you can move up and down and stretch a bit, and you can make like cartoon character figures out of them. That seemed sort of animated. Yeah. And I remember seeing it in a couple places. Like, um, I've got, I don't know if, it, said I got a secret or tell the truth. I don't know. Um, either way, they, they've been around, they were around back then. And thankfully, they put the rest before I, uh, you know, was born or anything. I had to deal with a bunch of them. But they decided to make a game show out of one of them. And it was this game show about this one character who was making his own game show. And his co-host, who was the only real person of host of the show, was Alex Trebek. Good old Mr. Jeopardy himself. And, you know, the idea of just centering a game show around a cartoon character, well, that's kind of dumb to begin with. But and we, deter- we then take it and make convoluted rules to hover around it. Like, nothing but two-word answers, and two contestants have to buzz in, and use one word each to give the answer. And if they don't get the answer right, then Malcolm takes one of the words and takes the other contestant with him, and then they can answer a question. And if this sounds confusing as hell, that's for good reason, because nobody could understand what the hell the show was about. So much so that Alex Trebek was constantly explaining the rules until the first round was done. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain it other than it sucks! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was that was that was a. I I couldn't I couldn't take more than about two minutes of it. So, and it, not to add the fact that you know Malcolm himself was just trying to be too much of a witty character, apparently trying to get his own T-shirts or TV shows or something. You know, just constantly schmoozing with all the women and saying witty jokes, quote unquote uh, witty. Yeah, in really, massive quotation you know, marks. Yeah, like, somebody who, uh, I'm trying to think what it was. Yeah, a princess awoken from a kiss, you know, Richard Dawson! Okay, yeah. Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a crappy-ass game show. I don't even, I think I just linked it because I could. You had, you had to balance out, you had to balance out the karma with, phew. Which has got to be, yeah. which has got to be one the the. It's got to be the most awesome game show I've seen in a long time. Yeah, if I can go on a tangent here, which obviously I can, because I mean we got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> um, this, I saw this first in a YouTube a few months back, and I still have to say, there if there is one game show that you've never seen that you probably should, that probably ought to be revived and put on television in a 30-minute slot or whatever. It's this game show I saw called 
W-H-E-W, Woo, or however you want to pronounce that. Yeah. The crappiest name ever for a game show, but one of the coolest concepts within. Um, hosted by uh, Tom Kennedy, who's also one of the best hosts there ever was. Um, <laughs> he, uh, essentially, it's taking a board with five levels, with five questions each, raising from ranging from 10 to $50. This was 1980s when they had cash limits on a show. Um, and then a sixth level with only three spots. I think it was 200, 350, 500. And <clears throat> you take two players, and one of them charges and one of them blocks. The blocker places six blocks around the board, which there's 25 spots in the normal part of the board, three spots at the top. Can place up to three on any one level and up to one on the final level and then the charger comes in and the charger starts with 60 seconds choosing one question from each level and the questions are actually more like facts with bloopers inside like um, Italy's famous leaning painting of pizza which was be instead Tower of Pisa. And so, yeah, you get one question right in each level to move up. But if you hit a block, you get a five-second penalty, which the crowd mocks you by counting out. Uh, long post sort of doing a little jig is counting down to five seconds, <laughs> which is kind of awesome. And if you can make it through all five levels and the final sixth level before time runs out, you win the round. If you don't make it through all of them, the blocker wins. But if time's almost about to run out, the charger can yell long shot. And immediately they go right up to the final level. The blocker places an additional block up there, which usually if they're smart they'll already have one up there, so they'll place have two blocks up there. And if the charger can guess the one out of the three that doesn't have a block behind it, and solve the clue, they win. It, it all sounds far more convoluted than this when you're actually doing it in yeah, practice. It but it, yeah, you, you, sit down, you sit down and actually watch <laughs> clips of this on YouTube, then you, you'll watch it and within, 30, within 15 seconds you'll, you'll pick up the idea. It's... Yeah, it is so goddamn intense once you get into it like that. And um, especially since contestants are practically flipping their shit as soon as they start advancing. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the flipping their shit is the best part of game shows. Yes, absolutely. Which and, is why um, Price is Right is still, has still been going, is still going on. Yeah, which I have to say, Drew Carey is doing a better job than he was when he started off, so, yeah, that's just random comment. <laughs> but I, I really think that if you renamed Wu into a title people could actually understand, like The Charge or The Rush or something. Or I think somebody suggested cock blockers in, uh, in, in Urban Vigilante last night. Oh, Seed. Seed always suggests something like that. <laughs> I mean, when we want a new hero name, what does he always suggest? Anastasia Beaverhausen. Yes, Anastasia Beaverhausen. Which we can't use because it's 22 goddamn characters. Otherwise, it'd be out there already. <laughs> yeah, if you just renamed it, I, I think the charge would be awesome because Tom Kennedy would always say it after a, a level was completed, you know, level one completed, charge, and that sort of thing. And it was just very, it helped really lift up the excitement and keep the intensity of it all going. Yeah. That and the, um, the bonus round is pretty good too, the gauntlet of villains. <laughs> yeah, the, those the, those villains looked spectacular. I gotta say. Yeah, they look like something you'd be seeing at a local like a uh, Chuck E. Cheese ripoff, or uh, or you know the, all the uh, all the uh, Halloween seasonal stores that spring up and disappear after Halloween. Yes, yeah, so, like they'd have something next to them with a speech bubble. Ask me about our spooktacular discounts. There you go. And so yeah, they. The Gauntlet of Villains, which was the bonus round for somebody who won um, two out of three rounds, 
Um, for a shot they, at twenty five grand. For a shot at twenty five grand, which let's remember, this is nineteen eighties. That's no freaking laughing matter. That people win yeah, twenty five thousand and it's nothing in Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. Back then, they just were throwing money around like a, they were freaking retarded. Um, but yeah, it's got all these villains from like mad scientists to evil Romans to vampires to witches. Basically, the cast. Basically, the enemy cast of City of Heroes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the first guy was a mob boss. I know that. And there's the family. <laughs> yeah. So, but the idea was. Each of them had a TV monitor hooked up to them, which they didn't really use except for taunting you or giving you the um, correct answer if you guessed incorrectly. And they had an arm in front of them and their eyes. And the arm was supposed to block you, which it never did. Yeah. And um, the eyes sort of lit up when it was their turn. But essentially, you'd go through clues being read aloud by the host and you'd have to go get past each guy by answering one of the clues right or correcting them. And you get through that in 60 seconds plus uh, one second for each $100 you earned in the uh, main game, and you'd win 25 grand. And then usually the police would taunt you, or the villains would taunt you on their monitor by saying something like, stay calm or it's IRS time. <laughs> Which, yeah, you know, it... it Again, it's one of those things where I can describe it and it sounds like absolute shit, but if you just type in Wii or on in YouTube, you'll find clips of this shit and it is freaking amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> sort of like um if people search video power. <laughs> oh god. I, I have never seen I have never seen Mega Man 3 so animatedly described. <laughs> and he's going through a level, and oh, he got hit there. I think that's going to cost him in a score. Oh, he picked up a power up. Oh, he's fighting those enemies. Look at them go. He's two. One of them will survive. One of them will go on to the bonus round. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that was that's pretty much how they discussed all their uh, video game challenges. Even the one that they used most often, Skate or Die 2. Must have been it. Must have been a must have been a promotion deal with Konami or something. Yeah, probably. Oh, and he's going down the street. He picked up a ticket. That'll be helpful in the score at the end of the round. Oh no, he got hit by a dog. I think that's gonna cost him the match. And yeah, you really. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really work too well. Unfortunately, no, it doesn't. But the fact that it was the '80s, or we know it was actually the '90s. Yeah, because the oh because God. I remember the clip that I saw actually had a Neo Geo as the Super Mega Prize or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Which they oh, probably just went around. Balls. What's the most expensive console we could give out? Well, there's that Neo Geo, but it doesn't really have any games in it. Give that away. <laughs> Neo Geo had plenty of games. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, it just didn't have. It, it just had really expensive uh, ones. That was the problem. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Four I thought more information. King of Fighters. Uh, uh, Battle Slug. Oh, Matt. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, see, now you gotta go and uh, make me look dumb. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, the, beyond the rap song for that being absolutely the best oh, thing ever. I was being bludgeoned by 80s faux rap last night. <laughs> oh, like, I was power being. Third. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Trace. Yeah, I know. But still. The fact that they made a, a cartoon out of this. Oh yeah, they made it. A... Such characters as a tomato from some game, a character from, what was it, Double Dribble. Double I Dribble? I swear one of the characters... Yeah, Double Dribble, you know, the one basketball game yeah. that people play in the arcade. Oh, yeah. Why would anybody want to be a character from that? I, I don't know. But it also features... You say, that as, you say that as you reach for the uh, the City of Heroes character generator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if I, want to, if I want to do something in City of Heroes, I'd just do Kobe Bryant rapes girls. 
or something, you know, just completely tasteless like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Yeah, you did need to. Come on, I. I... <laughs> okay. Well, what else is there funny in basketball? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, see, there you go. Kobe Bryant rapes girls. <clears throat> but yeah, that and the bonus round is this breaking comedy? around. <laughs> Well, let's go. Let's move on to something that is actual comedy, a bio of the week. Oh, okay, that's a good thing, rather than me blabbing about game shows, which is yeah. what we probably should call this segment. Well, why do we even do that, anyways? I don't know. It sounded better on paper, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Let's see here. Uh, I, I, I got, I found one. Uh, one of the ones that uh, Mr. Nightward sent us. Uh, hang on, let me reconnect to IRC. Okay. Thank you, Caleb Martin Bay. Uh, but no, I'm all set. You don't need to remind me again and again and again. Who's Caleb Marubay? Caleb Martin Bay, the guy who made I M I R C. Oh. Okay, yeah. I actually am one of, one of the two people who have actually have registered MIRC. <laughs> let's see here. Uh, let's go here. I just posted the link in uh, Urban Vigilante. I see. <clears throat> what the hell? What the hell is this? <laughs> I don't. It's it's a it's a guy. That's a thing. That's a thing. All right. It, it, that it's is a, a thing. It's a thing. What do you think, guys? That's definitely bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, let's do it then. Who wants right. it? Uh, someone else can take this one. Uh, you want to do whatever one um, I said. <laughs> Who wants to take one for the team? All right, fine. I'll destroy my voice further. <laughs> if you haven't heard me coughing throughout the podcast, I um I've been hacking out my lungs over the last few weeks. Yeah, he's he's fighting the space aids or something. Yeah, absolutely. Space aids, space apes. I don't know what you said, but AIDS. either way, it sounds. Ah, okay. Yeah, it, it's um it's been going around here in Michigan. Hmm. You know, space aids is pretty common because we're so far north. Yeah. All right. So, without further ado, this week's bio of the week is Odious Rex, a level 42 technology dominator. Description. Burning times ahead. Due to the present world attitude towards greed, a hater is on the rise. Once a heroic forest firefighter, Jack Logan has gone to the dark side. Possessed by tech capitalism and government brainwashing, all he wants to do is clear cut and destroy. Jack hates most things, sometimes even his own creations. Jack is a loose cannon. He has some friends, but he hates them sometimes too. Just another Vero, a lost soul, seeking pointless revenge getting a rush off the consumption of order. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> oh, that, that's odious, oh. all right. I'll say yeah, that. it's, uh, there's something that's odious about Mr. Odious Rex, but he's king. He is king odious. That is, yeah. King odious. Yeah. Yeah, that that was angsty as hell. He hates things. He hates most things. Sometimes he even hates his friends. That implies he, says, he actually has friends. And, and you know, uh, from what I kind of gather from this poorly constructed origin, he's a he's a he's a forest firefighter, but now he's he he clear cuts things with pure rage, I guess. 
he clear cuts forests with pure rage. I see electricity coming out of his eyes, and he looks like some sort of Egyptian forest firefighter. What the hell's up with that? There are no forests People, Egypt, Egypt doesn't have trees that <laughs> densely populated. He's clear-cutting the Nile Riverbed. <laughs> yeah, no, Man, there are trees like in Egypt. Ego. It's just that all the tech capitalismists and government brainwashers don't want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to find in Egypt. It's all sand down there. Sand and pyramids. <laughs> and then the art. They got the Amazon rainforest down there in Egypt. And we're going to root it all up. Amazon is South America. That's Egypt is Africa. Wants, <laughs> Adam, Adam, that's what the government wants you to think. <laughs> we're going to be focusing on... South America all this time, and they're in Africa killing the real Amazon. <laughs> oh, God. Bait and switch, bait and switch. <laughs> yes. That capitalism and government brainwashing at you work. Not for you, for them. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, I think that's enough, though. I think I think we I think we've been long-winded and stupid stupid enough. So, in in summary, if if you're still listening to us, um, Halloween event is good. It's going on until I believe the second of November. So go do it. Go get go get your badges. Enjoy it. Enjoy uh, punching things and everything. Oh, here, phone call. Want me to finish? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Halloween event. It's good. Um, game shows. They're good, if you're a nerd like me. Uh, play something else. Um, maybe Burnout Paradise or Dwarf Fortress or that Tales of Vesperia thing. And, um, yeah, don't be odious Rex. And also, the Amazon is really in Africa. Africa. Um, yeah. I forgot how to end a show. <laughs> well then, uh, for Mr. O'Hackaby and the uh, the fallen Trace Evans, I'm <laughs> I'm Adam Nelson. A fighter. What? I used to be a warrior, a fighter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's my phone screaming at me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I just got a new cell phone today. It's it's funky. It's funky. It's funky. Are you gonna break this one like your last one? I don't know what the hell happened. I just dropped it, and it just decided. I, I think what I said was uh, GM God just decided to hit the just yeah he rolled it he rolled the dice and he went to the critical hit table. But anyway, yeah, for, you know... Nerd! 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 Oh, wait, no. Brains! Yeah, it's brains. That's right. It's Halloween. <laughs> happy, ha happy Halloween, kids. Uh, <laughs> with any luck, I'll have this out either, you know, right about Halloween Day or something, or, you know, a day or two before it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, yeah, we, we need to stop talking now. Alright, bye guys. Bye. Dwarves are awesome. Play Dwarf Fortress. Yes. There you go. And kill zombies. Kill zombies. zombies in Dwarf Fortress. You can totally do that there. We're not very cool, too. <laughs> Does it have zombies? No. Fuck it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Big bucks, no whammies, no whammies, big bucks, big bucks, no whammies, no whammies, and stop! stop it. Look at me! I'm a whammy! I'm dancing on
scratch a TV screen. Oh, buddy, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? Press your luck with Peter Tomarkin. I, I think that reference luck. just just uh, like <laughs> touched me in a bad place. <laughs> show us on the doll where the show us on the doll where the reference touched you. <laughs> right about. Oh wait, this is this audio only. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I watched too much game shows as a kid. <laughs> I did too. Pressure luck was the thing for me as a kid. 